And what's happening, world? What's going on? Yo, it is Conversations of the Heart with Brad Cole and Zach Klein speaking to you. And it is January 24th. 24th. The government is still shut down. Yes. And we're still talking. Hey, you know what I'm saying? We're still here. You know what I'm saying? We're still doing this. <laughs> we got back pay coming. Yeah. I mean, in some way, shape, or form, I'm sure, right? It'll be there. It'll be there. Hey, the money's there, people. You know what I'm saying? Like, what other country do you know can be in, like, trillions of dollars of debt and still functioning? That's true. I'm just being honest. You know what I'm saying? Don't tell me God's hand ain't in this country. Yeah, here we go. You know what I'm saying? Because I know when I'm broke like that, I'm hurt. You know what I'm saying? I'm, like, considering, like, all kinds of options. Like, you know, Stings. I'm just saying. Yeah. <laughs> anyway. Uh, but welcome to Conversations of the Heart. Uh, this is a podcast for you. Uh, basically, this is a platform uh, along with our Instagram uh, where we basically just kind of create a safe place to talk about the things that are deep below the surface, you know, things that are down in our heart. Um, all of us have conversations that, uh, or more so, we have um, narratives, you know, things that we hear on the inside when no one else is around, right? Let's just be honest. When no one else is around, you have all these thoughts about all kinds of things or, you know, uh, that come from fears and angers and, and just, you know, be uh, feeling lost and depressed and anxious. You know, there's all these things that, yes, you know, they do filter through our minds, but we believe that they're, you know, coming and erupting like a geyser from our hearts. Um, God has given us some very strong, powerful desires, but with those desires comes responsibility. Um, responsibility to being aware of those desires and being aware of what they're doing to us, what they're doing in us and through us. Uh, so yeah, so this podcast is for is to help turn us inward, to learn a little bit more about what's going on on the inside, as we believe that's what also affects our outside. Mm. So welcome. Uh, we've been moving in this series for this month about these three major themes. One, we've been talking about what we've been believing uh, in 2018. Uh, we've also addressed number two, uh, how did we respond in 2018? And then we've also moved into how did we spend our time or how did you use your time last year in 2018? So we unpacked three episodes. If you have not caught those yet, not a problem. Head over to, you can go to iTunes or SoundCloud and just search in Conversations of the Heart. Yep. Uh, and you can look there or you can go to our Instagram, which is again, the Brad Cole, uh, T-H-E-B-R-A-D-C-O-L-E. And that's at Instagram. And there you can click on the link in my bio and it'll take you right to the podcast. Yeah. And if you haven't heard them, go, yeah, go check them out because we did something a little bit different. We split them up into three segments. Yes. And it's cool because they're all about 15 or so minutes. Um, take your time. You know, you don't have to listen to all that content at once. Split it up. Um, so we, we tried something new, and I think it worked out really well. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, go check those out. Um, so today we're going to kind of be continuing um, yes. with that believe yes i guess series yes we're going to move a little bit deeper into the topic of belief um what you believe it's kind of like that little rudder i believe it's called right on a boat you know whatever yeah. you believe it's going to move you in a certain direction you know what i'm saying like if i believe that i'm going to get more if i turn right than if i turn left then where am i going to go i'm going to turn right because i'm believing that there's more. I'm believing that there's something there for me that is more appealing. You know, whatever it may be, there's there's something we we process all different kinds of information. You know what I mean? And God knows we're in an information age where there's so much to process, right? I mean, when you turn on the news, 
the news gives us a ton of information. Um, a lot of times they give us very little information. So then that causes us to what? It causes us to sit and rationalize and think what is really going on in this storyline? You know, what is really happening? Um, and so what we do typically is we try to fill in the, the blanks. You know, we try to fill in the gaps. You know, well, I think they probably did this, you know, or I think they did it. I think they killed him. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, why do you, why do you believe that? Well, I mean, I just know that, that those kind of people, you know, or that the way they, they looked, the way their eyes went, you know what I mean? Down to the floor and back up again. Yeah. When they do that, they lie. You know what I mean? Like people, <laughs> they tell you what happened, but not why, you know? Right. So you're left with the why. Yes. Which is always the hard one to figure out. Absolutely. Personally, I stopped watching the news mm -hmm. the past few weeks. Mm -hmm. Um, and man, I feel so much better. A lot less anxiety, a lot yes. less fear. You know what I mean? Yes. Um, I still keep track of of some bigger stories, big picture stuff. But on the day to day kind of drama and and just ugh, yeah, you know, it it really has helped me out just to kind of take a break from that. Right. So, well, it's I guess one uh, wonderful uh, example. I'm sure if you caught it in the news um, about the situation that happened out in front of the Lincoln Memorial. Uh, the gentleman that was, uh, I think his name was Nathan Phillips. Um, there was a lot of buzz about that. Um, there was a lot of commotion about it. And basically people were um, coming up with all kinds of different uh, assumptions, if you will. Some thinking that they were factual information, you know, opinions. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but people were saying, yeah, it's obvious by looking at this video footage that, you know, he was attacking these students. And then other people were like, yeah, but if you look at it, it looks like the students were, you know, you know, taunting and rallying against uh, the guy. And so it's weird, isn't it? That, you know, we, we, we thought that if we release video footage, now that we have our camera phones out, that we could just accurately tell what happened. Mm. It's and true. Yeah. We find that video, yes, can be doctored up. And people are like, oh, well, you can't doctor that up that bad, blah, blah, blah. I'm like, um, do you, do you watch movies? Mm hmm. Like, if you really understood what goes into movies and the things that you're looking at that are not real, I mean, come on. Like, seriously, like, it's, I worked in the entertainment business. It, we always said, like, like, it was a banner. Hollywood is smoke and mirrors. You know what I mean? They're magicians. They're the, they're the great um, showmen, <laughs> if you will. Uh, and so people are creating, you know, these narratives out there. Well, this is fake news, and this is, how do you know this video footage is this and that? So anyway, the point I'm getting at is that, we're, we're looking at things, we're hearing things, and these things are influencing what we believe. Um, a lot of people believe that it's, a, it's our environments that we come from that determine what we believe. Mm -hmm. I agree. I believe that is a factor. I think, you know, how you grew up, where you grew up, the people that were in that environment, that's going to impact what you believe about the world around you. You know what I mean? Like, I know people that are great people, loving people. Um, that lived in, you know, very nice, you know, areas that had no idea there was a racist issue. Hmm. You know what I'm saying? I was literally talking with my wife about this the, uh, this week, and we were saying, she was like, when I lived in California, you know what I mean? Like, the relationship dynamics and everything were just so different mm -hmm. with, you know, those you would deem minorities. But when she came to the South, it was like a rude awakening. This was like just a matter of years ago. Mm -hmm. It was a yeah. rude awakening to the tensions and the way that people would talk about one another was just very different than the way people would in her area where she grew yeah. up in California. Where in California did uh, she? She was 
they they lived in the areas of like Wilmington and Torrance. Okay. In that pocket over there. So, you know, it's um you know, even in the area they lived in, it wasn't that it was like super bougie and richy and all this other stuff. It was just a normal, yeah. you know, area not far from the coast. Um but you know, it's just a, it was just really weird for her. It was like a night and day experience to come here and realize that I had believed that there wasn't any struggles. I had believed that people just got along and whatever. Then I come here and I'm like, whoa, this is yeah. different. Same experience. Mine was a long time ago though, but coming down from Philadelphia, hmm. you know, it's different, you know? Yeah. It's so amazing how in just one country, you know, you can have such a variance of, of belief, you yes. know, about people and relationships and, I mean, it's fascinating, you know, mm-hmm. and it's sad and it's good in places. Um, just wanted to add on to that because yeah. I thought that was really cool. And I like the study of that too, you know, anthropology, sociology. Yeah. Those were some of my favorite um, classes in college. Likewise. Um, Likewise. Yeah. But it's because you're, you're learning more about something, you mm. know what I mean? And so that's taking away your ignorance about something. And so that's kind of, this is all going to kind of connect together as you see. Um we 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 believe from a place of knowing you know at least we will think that we do mm-hmm. um sometimes we in our hearts we we hear these thoughts we hear these voices that says i bet she is just this mm-hmm. i bet they're th- they're, like, they're they're thinking this about you now who told you that let's just be honest who told you that you know what i mean because like you you're hearing it on the inside and most people think that it's just them you know what I mean? But they're thinking that, they're saying that. But what we're talking about is that sometimes your heart has, you know, these longings and desires in it. And sometimes your heart speaks up for you. And you hear your heart and you hear what it's thinking, you hear what it's saying. And you have a choice now to believe in what you're hearing. Because most people are more prone to trust their own voice. You know what I'm saying? Like they feel that it's theirs. Mm-hmm. And I'm saying it's a part of them, but that voice is like independently just trying to say, hey, you know what? This is what I believe. This is what I think is going on. And then you're like, hey, you know what? Yeah, that makes sense. <laughs> I bet you they are just doing this just to kind of get under my skin or they, they don't care about me or they're not thinking about me or, you know, uh, they didn't hear me when I say that or whatever. Like we hear all of these different phrases inside of us and mm-hmm. i'm just saying where's all that coming from like have you heard things like that in you like when you're definitely in- I, man a lot of it was assumptions about if people are cutting me with sarcasm or something like that you know a lot mm-hmm. of the, you know those paranoid assumptions sometimes yeah. out in public with people um i think some of it has come from past relationships with someone mm-hmm. who was like that yeah you know yeah others come from entertainment what mm-hmm. you see on tv you mm-hmm. know um so I don't think, you know, you meet people who who don't catch on to that stuff, and I think some of that is just their personality, you know, right. genetics. But I think also, if you're not exposed to that, that culture, you know, mm-hmm. you're not going to necessarily go there with your assumptions. Right. And it's just amazing how much, you know, Pastor Rick Warren was just saying something about how, you know, your heart's against you, culture's against you, the devil's against you. Mm-hmm. You know, it's you got three things that are that are te- feeding you information yes. and telling you stuff you know yes. and so it's just really i think that ties into that you know mm-hmm. um it can be a, a multitude of things um yeah yeah absolutely just a quick thought on i that. love i love yeah. what you mentioned about the relationship dynamic there because uh that's that's a really great point um i'll use that as a as a little 
little yeah. jumping pad here. Um, so in my life, when I met my wife, she had a certain way of using words and phrases and facial expressions. Okay. Mm. So I'm learning her and I'm getting to know her and we're moving along in our relationship. But there was certain moments and times where she would look at me a certain way or she would say a certain word or phrase. And immediately I felt this negative energy and tension in myself. And these, these, these little narratives started arriving in my heart of like, you know, she's just thinking this of you. You know, she's not thinking, she's not being mindful of you or she's not, um, she's upset with you and, you know, she's just being like, you know, a brat or, you know, yeah. selfish twit yeah. or something, whatever yeah. you want to call it. And I was feeling that negativity and I'm like, man, it's like, why are you coming at me like that? <laughs> or why, why you said it like that? Or what's up? What's, 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 what's wrong? It's like, there's nothing wrong. I'm like, yeah, but your face says everything. So here's the point I'm getting at. My previous relationships in the areas where I was hurt by them or angered by them, those, um, those, those moments, we don't realize how we absorb them. Mm. So when I moved on to the next relationship, I clearly thought she was the same as the others. Ooh. That what she was doing was exactly the way I was treated with so many other relationships. And I said, no, I'm not, I'm not, what's up with this? Like, why are you, why, what, what is this all about kind of thing? And it caused friction and it caused uh, some tensions at times because I didn't realize until then, yeah. until we walked through it and got clarity that those were my triggers. So. The point I'm getting at is that this is the reason why we, we're doing this podcast, because people don't realize what has been deposited from mom and dad. They don't realize what was deposited from brother and sister and uncle. They don't realize what was deposited from their teachers or a lack thereof. Um, the bullies they went through in life. Those there there are deposits mm. into you. And when another person comes along, they will catch the hell that's still in you that somebody else put in you mm -hmm. you understand so i was getting ready to bump this relationship because it was starting to resonate like my previous ones until i realized what i was doing to cause her triggers mm. and then you know and back and forth because she had some things that were in her deep-seated so it's kind of like we we embody things so deeply that it's a we almost embrace it to protect ourselves from that happening again. So then when someone else shows up, it's already in, at the tip of our minds and hearts that as soon as I recognize that phrase, as soon as I recognize that look, I'm done with you. This is why we're doing this podcast. This has so very little to do with race. It has so very little to do with gender, sexuality, and any other preferences that we wanna come up with and whatever. Um, this is far deeper than that. You know what I mean? And so to kind of give a picture um, if we will, that we were talking earlier yeah. a little bit about um, Blue Planet. <laughs> Which, yeah, you got to see. Yes. If yeah. you have not seen Blue Planet 1 or 2, uh, please go check it out. Cinematography is just amazing. And just the things they, they uh, uncover, the creatures and everything are just mind-blowing. And the voiceover will make you want to take a nap. It's yeah. beautiful. It's really, it's really good. I mean, you can't lose with watching this stuff, to yeah. be honest. Um, but just really quick, the reason why I brought that up is because I feel like that was a great picture and an analogy about what we're talking about right now. Um, when, when they looked at the ocean and started going into the ocean, there is a point of which where the pressure is so great, no human being can go down in there, okay? 
The, the depths are so deep that the temperatures are unbearable. The, the light is gone. It's pitch black. So to most people, you know, and the most scientists and stuff, whatever, they were like, no one can go down here. We have no idea what's down here. Like, what the, you know, the narrator says, we know more about Mars mm. than we do of what's in the bottom of the ocean. So as they embark on this journey and they go down, there's like, surely there's nothing alive down there. It's dark. Mm. But as they journeyed downward and took this machine, turned on the lights, they found a world they never knew. They found creatures that were very well alive and living life down in the bottom of the ocean. Mm. But they had these most elaborate designs, these most e like just festive colors and LED lights on their bodies. Like they were already far advanced in their coloration than we've been. You know what I'm saying? They had HD color before we even knew about it. I'm just being honest. Yeah. You yeah. know what I mean? Like there's nothing new under the sun. We think that there is. Like, oh, we found a new thing. I'm like, yeah, it's probably been somewhere. We just haven't found it yet. Yeah. And so the point I'm getting at, as they're going down there deep, they're finding life but they're also finding light in the darkness. So here's the reason why this is a perfect analogy. When we look down in ourselves, we, can't, we can only see so much. When we look down in ourselves, it's like we're looking into darkness and we're listening and we're trying to trust what we're hearing. And what is coming out of the darkness is all different kinds of thoughts. Some are good, because there's good animals and good creatures down there <laughs> that look really cute. But there's also some really ugly, you know, demonic looking creatures down there that I'm like, I wouldn't touch that, let alone watch it because there's some creepy stuff down there. So that's what's lurking in our hearts. And people are afraid to go down in there because it's dark. They don't want to go alone, first of all, but they don't want to jump, jump down into this deep, dark ocean of themselves because they don't understand it. So they're afraid if I get down in there, I'm going to get lost or I'm, gonna, I'm not going to like what I see or I just don't understand it. So I'm going to try to rise above this ocean. I'm going to try to elevate myself as far away from what's going on in there and just kind of trust what I do here and just try to hope that, you know, everything's just going to work out. You know, what I mean, but I, I'm carrying all these things deep down in this ocean and I don't know what, what they are. I don't know what's alive in the darkness of me. I don't know what's alive in me that is feeding what I believe, that is contributing to how I see the world above the surface. And so to me, I just find it ironic that for some people who come to the end of themselves early for an unfortunate reason, whatever it may be, the most common place to go is to jump. You know what I mean? Like I'm scared, I can't handle these deep dark oceans, so I might as well just jump in and let it take me. You know what I mean? And that's not a play and, and try to be a jab on suicide, but it's just to say that this is why I think this analogy is perfect because people finally do take that plunge inward and then it's, at, it's in the wrong way and at the, and at the, at the most unfortunate kind mm -hmm. of way and timing. Yeah. Um, what we're talking about with conversations of the heart is proactive. You know what I mean? How to be pausing and being still before God because God can see the whole picture. God can see all the way down into the depths of the ocean. He created everything. You know, and there's no square inch of our life or this world he doesn't know about. So, you know, God <clears throat> created us in such a way that in the pit of our darkness of our heart, he put a light, his spirit in all of us, all of us, Muslim, Jew, I don't care who you are, it's in us. Mm -hmm. That's why you even want a God, because God put a spirit in you 
to help you out because he wanted to put a beacon, like an ET moment inside of you that says phone home because I love you. I see you. I know you. I want to help you in your thought life. I want to help guide you in life. I want to give you the endurance and the strength that you're looking for to deal with the loved ones you've lost or the job you lost or the kid that uh, committed suicide. Like I want to fill in the gaps. I know it hurts. I know you're afraid, but I want to. T- I don't want you to go down into that ocean by yourself because yes, it will swallow you. But I want to journey with you into your heart. We have a, a trendy Christianity that's just like, God, where are you? I got you. Okay, so where are we going? And then everyone wants to go somewhere. Everyone wants to grow a big ministry. Everyone wants to grow a great business. Everyone wants to do all this stuff above the surface. No one really wants to go down in the ocean. You know what I mean? Like, well, I'm good, right? I read my Bible. I pray. I go to church on Sundays. I'm a part of this affiliation and that. You know, aren't I good? Because I did that. I did all of those things. You know what I mean? I went to school, North Greenville University, studied the Bible, studied all kinds of things. You know, I did all these right things, but it wasn't those right things that were going to help set me free from what was deep down in the ocean. I needed to go in there with him. That was good. Word. I'm still thinking about it. Let Same. me think for a second before I talk. No, but no, for time's good. sake, I got to talk. But that yeah, was man. that was fascinating. We're going to take a quick break. Um, we'll be right back. Sound good? Yeah, sounds good. All right. 